Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Um, favorite topic of mine today is about uh, first dates. Uh, this pod- podcast is going to have two sections. The first part in which I tell you how to have a real great first date. The second part, I'm going to talk uh, with, uh, with a caller and I'm going to outline how men can be better first dates. So I have a different take on first dates than most people. Um, maybe it's because I did, did it a lot or because this is what I do professionally. Um, I think most people hate dating. Um, I never really hated dating even when I was, it was at the lowest for me. Um, it was always potentially fun, potentially exciting, worth the effort and the time and the energy and the money. Um, uh, and I think most people are good people. I think it's just hard to find a good lid for your pot. So as a guy who went on 300 first dates, I quickly concluded that the problem with dates was not people themselves, but rather with human nature. So if a man gets rejected 90% of the time online, and women disappear in the middle of emailing, and flake out on dates, and misrepresent themselves in photos, and again, I'm not attacking women, I'm just telling you a typical male online dating experience. Lots of rejection, women disappearing, flaking out on dates, taking down their profiles, going for other guys, misrepresenting themselves in their photos. It makes a certain amount of logical sense for a man to try to move faster, right? Let's, let's, meet, in, let's meet in person to see if there's chemistry. So what that ends up meaning, the upshot of this is that guys are gonna end up writing shorter, more impersonal emails. Hey, you look cute, check out my profile, here's my number, let's grab coffee later this week. Now, the problem with those emails from a woman's perspective is that they are inherently short and impersonal. So you got dozens of strangers wanting to meet you in real life without making any personal connection distinguishing them from everybody else on the entire internet, right? Hey, you know, you, you've got a pulse, I got a pulse, we should totally go out. So that's, all this is normal, right? We could, we could complain about it all we, we want, but it's normal, it's predictable, right? And yelling at the opposite sex, you know, yelling at women that they should put up full body photos from the past six months instead of something from five years ago. And that they're obliged to meet a guy in 24 hours because he's in a big rush. That, that's not gonna get us anywhere. And telling guys that they should be more patient or verbal, um, I agree, it's just not gonna make a difference in the grand scheme of things. So the problem with online dating is speed and volume, right? Men move fast, everybody's replaceable, It is a problem. And yet the solution that most people employ for online dating is, you guessed it, speed and volume. The problem is the solution. People just go faster, write less, swipe right, text, meet. And this is why dating apps have gotten so big. Nothing is easier and less personal than posting a photo, swiping, and going immediately to text. And so I feel so strongly about this. that this is a bad way to date, that I did a, a TED, TED talk on, on it. It's called No More Bad Dates. And despite the fact that it's been viewed 600,000 times and that millennials tend to scoff and jaded middle-aged women tell me that my methods don't work these days, I have not yet changed my tune. 
there are better ways to do everything in, in life, despite the fact that life is always gonna be imperfect. There are better ways to p play piano. There are better ways to record podcasts. And there are definitely better ways to date online than you're probably doing right now. It's very specifically my 222 rule, which allows you to build up some trust and rapport in less than a week before meeting. All right. And if there's a better way to set up a first date by building trust, anticipation, weeding out bad guys with a couple emails and phone calls, there are better ways to have a first date too. Now, the most common dating advice I've read, even from other experts, is to meet as quickly as possible. And honestly, I could not think of worse advice than that. The logic is that, well, dating's a crapshoot, so you might as well get it over with as quickly as possible, I guess, but aren't you kind of setting yourself up for failure? Like, isn't that like dating with the anticipation that it's gonna go poorly when you meet someone for a half hour at Starbucks? So I'm not, a, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not uh, judgy about it. I, I, I did the same thing at a certain point in time, but how many shitty coffee dates with strangers does one have to go on before one starts to second guess the practice of going on shitty coffee dates with total strangers? So let's pull back and think objectively. Would you rather go out with a guy you're comfortable with or uncomfortable with? Wait, don't answer. Would you rather go on a date that feels like a date or feels like an interview? Would you rather go on a date that has the potential to end in romance or a handshake or a hug? If you, and again, I'm not trying to impose my values on you. If you would rather go on a blind date with a stranger after exchanging a couple texts, meet at some neutral site by day for 45 minutes to interview each other, see if there's chemistry, then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. Ignore everything that I have to say here. But as a dating coach who's helped both women and men succeed in dating for 15 years, it would seem that doubling down on what everybody is already doing and not liking would be counterproductive. So, hey, it's a podcast, you're listening in the car or something. <laughs> Take a second, picture your ideal first date. All right, if you're not driving, close your eyes. What does your first date look like? It's a perfect one, not in Paris, but here in reality. Your ideal first date. Does it involve looking around awkwardly for your date at a Starbucks counter? Does it involve squeezing in a $4 latte at 5 p.m. right after work ends? Does it involve making limits on how long you can spend on the date because you're already looking for an exit strategy before the date starts? If so, you're doing the one fundamental thing differently than I would recommend that you do. You're dating from a place of failure. You're expecting the worst and you're setting up dates that reflect that. Now, contrast that with the way of dating that I recommend in Love You or Finding the One Online. Number one, email on the dating site for a couple days to see if there's a connection, share some information, build trust. So you're on match.com, you're on OkCupid, back and forth, back and forth. Emails, paragraphs, not one-liners like texts. There's no texting in my way. Then you leave the dating site. Oh, by the way, Brad, um, I don't log into Match very often. I'll be in better touch on Gmail. Send me your email address, I'll send you another picture. And now you're emailing on Gmail during the work day. You're flirting, you're differentiating yourself from everybody else. And again, you're learning about this guy slowly, right? But in a, in a more substantive way than if you were texting, right? You'll find out if he's a weirdo or a perv or selfish or impatient or a poor speller or humorless. 
just by a couple days of email on the dating site and off the dating site. And then when he's ready to meet, you redirect him to call you on the phone and talk. This phone call that you schedule, hey, I'm around tonight at seven, give me a call then, can't wait to hear your sexy voice. That is your coffee date. And if you can't carry on a conversation, what is the point of meeting in person? And if you do have a good conversation on the phone, and I know the phone is literally the number six use of the phone. People don't do this anymore, but it doesn't mean you can't. (laughs) So if you do have a good conversation, wouldn't it stand to reason that your first date is gonna be just a little bit more relaxed after a good hour long conversation? Wouldn't it stand to reason that by spending just a few days getting to know each other without texting, you can reserve a Saturday night for three hours without trying to figure out how to get out of it? Wouldn't it stand to reason that you can make enough of a connection in the week before the date, right? We're not dragging this out for a month. This is in four days. Wouldn't it stand to reason you can make enough of a connection in the week before the date so that the first date feels more like a second date where you're both actually excited to meet? Sure does. So this is the 222 rule that I outlined in finding the one online. And while it is not foolproof, right? I'm not, you know, I'm not, (laughs) I may believe in what I'm talking about, but I'm not stupid, I'm not arrogant, right? A phone call doesn't guarantee real life chemistry, but it does what it's supposed to do. Weeds out bad dates before they happen and gets you better, more comfortable, lengthy first dates in return that can result in something that feels like a date. So to me, that's important. To me, that's, that's, food for thought, and to me, I would much rather you, and I think you would too, go on one good date with a guy you kinda like on a Friday night, than to go on three blind dates with total strangers you're texting with. Think about that, chew on it, Uh, let me know what you think. Um, So, I know I promised to talk about what it takes for men to be great dates, but I wanna begin with today's caller. Her name is Britt. Welcome, my dear Britt. Hi, Evan. How are you? I'm great. What'd you think of uh, the the nonsense I just spewed? I actually loved it, and it helps a lot because I think that's what my biggest fear is, um, that first encounter awkwardly looking around and wondering how to leave if you don't have that initial chemistry. So um, I think a phone call is sounds great. Okay. Bringing it back old school. So let's take a step back, uh, and we're we're going to talk. We're going to begin with your original question, and we're gonna we're gonna let let this take its course. So how how could I help you today, my friend? Okay. Well, my question was, how do you just relax and enjoy the first date for what it is? I mean, especially if you're trying online dating for the first time, and um, I'm in my mid forties and divorced for a couple of years, and a couple of kids, and I just want to make sure the guy is genuine. He's legit. He's you know. I don't want to spend the whole time just kind of assessing him instead of being present. Okay. Um, I, dare I say, I've, you know, I've outlined a lot of it uh, already in terms of how you can make a first date more comfortable, right? Right. Make it so he's not a stranger. You'll be less. You'll be less worried. You know, you'll be less vigilant and on edge if you kind of know the person you're going out with before you meet them, right? Makes right. sense. Right. Right, so if everybody is inclined to speed up, my inclination is to slow down. Not slow it to a crawl, not do a background check on everybody, right? You don't wanna, dating's no fun when you treat a guy like a potential criminal, 
Right. That's kind of my initial thought. Is, right. is that and it's no fun for you. And it's certainly no fun for a nice, normal guy who's being treated like a criminal. Right. 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 So um, let's, let's break this into two parts. How do you relax and enjoy a first date? First of all, it's realizing it's just a first date. I mean, I, I, it, it, sounds, it sounds almost dumb in its obviousness, but the stakes could not be lower. <laughs> right. So for when, when you're an experienced dater, um, and again, I, I, could, I could almost compare that to anything else, anything one does. If you've never done it before, it's a big deal. If you've done it a million times, it's not a big deal. You're, you're a mother, right? You right. deal with, I don't know how old your kids are. I got, I got a five-year-old and a six-year-old. And they're afraid of lots of things the first time. Right. And then they do it and they're like, oh, that wasn't that scary. All right. So l let's just point out that the act of going out to dinner with a stranger, the worst thing that happens is, wow, that was an awful dinner. <laughs> ah, that was a painful conversation. And I never have to see him again. That's pretty much the worst case scenario. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a funny story or a terrible story to tell someone. Right. But that's it. It's, it's over in a few hours. So it's like having a bad meal or seeing a bad movie. I'll, I'll never get those few hours back. But you can't think of a first date as, are you my future husband? <laughs> are you going to be a good father figure to my children? <laughs> What's your deal? Are, are, are you, are you, do you support working women? Do you vote the right way? Like, you can't go into a date trying to dissect him and figure out your entire future. Right. In fact, I always make it I always use the comparison of you're sitting next to a stranger on an airplane. You're not assessing whether the stranger is your future husband. You're just deciding whether you're going to talk to him for the next three hours. Mm -hmm. I have a much easier time with that, talking to a stranger on an airplane. But it's the same thing, is right. my point. Right. No, you're right? right. So how do we get you, Britt, to flip off that switch in your head and realize it is the exact same thing as talking to a stranger on a plane? Right. <laughs> get over the initial horrible first one and then maybe <laughs> well but 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 again there's there's nothing inherently horrible about dating or men or any any of this it, it's it, this is this is the fear and the baggage we bring to it and the one of the first words you used with me is was, was fear mm -hmm. so let me ask you what are you afraid of oh wow that's a good question i I guess I'm afraid that they're going to be that criminal or they're going to be somebody that's not genuine, they're not who they say they are. Everything that you described the men think of women as, I think of the men as. So we're both sitting there kind of in the same boat staring at each other trying to see if one's not the right person. Um, but let's, let's play that out even further. Um, when you say a guy who's not genuine, what does that mean? Do you mean a guy who's who's like uh, you know top ten most wanted with the FBI, or a guy who says he's forty seven but is really fifty one? I mean, no, what, I think I think what, more what, of the what do we mean here? Like the the mo mother bear, you know, just making sure that the cubs are good at home. They're not with me on the date, of course, but I'm always thinking, you know, okay, is this guy a bad guy? Is he gonna somehow track me down? But really, it's more about are they genuinely there for if they've said they're there for a relationship, are they there for that? Or are they really just there to like, um, you know, go home with you that night? Or is it, you know, are they looking for just that quick thing? Okay, well then we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna shift the focus of our call um, because it's, it's important. Um, why is it an either or? 
In in fact, I can almost guarantee you it's not an either or. (laughs) I know, and I I want that handful of these genuine, you know. No, 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 no. I'm actually saying the same guy could want to get laid on the first date and also be looking to get married again. (laughs) They're not different guys. Okay, okay, that's true. They just might not be the right one for me. No, that's not what I'm saying either. Okay. (laughs) I'm saying that... And again, you said you just met met me uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I've been doing this for 15 years. Men look for sex. And in the process of looking for sex, they find love. Ah, okay. So if a guy's taking you on a first date, it's because he found he thought you had a pretty photo mm-hmm. and he wants to see how far he could get. <laughs> okay. It's not your obligation to put out. It's not, to, but you can't get angry at him for, for wanting, wanting that. <laughs> okay. Right? Right, right. So he has no idea if you're going to be a good wife and mother after a couple of email exchanges. Right. All he knows is that he's attracted to you. Right. So let's not blame guys for being attracted to women, acting on that attraction, and then they will discover over the course of the next month, oh, I I, I like her a lot too. I want to hang out with her platonically also. I see what you're saying. Does that make any sense? Initially... That's just their first thought, but I like yes. how you say in the process, they actually find more than. No man has ever seen a woman across a, a, a crowded room and said, wow, <laughs> I bet she's really, really nice. I guess women haven't said the same thing either, right? Exactly. Right. But we, we, seem to, we seem to judge people for these impulses instead of saying, okay, this is normal, mm-hmm. right? And of course, I, I don't, I, I don't poo-poo, um, you know, women, women's safety. Mm-hmm. Right? But I don't know that you can uh, go into every date wary that every single guy is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. It would be a very hard way to go through life, just like it would be hard to go through life waking up every morning worrying about whether you get cancer. Right. 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 Like, it's just you know, or as a as a mama bear, it's you, you know, you got you know, you got to let the kids out of the house to have their own friends and have their own life and make some mistakes. Of course, you want to protect them, but right. eventually they have to live a little bit. So how much can one cocoon oneself from all danger? Well, never go on a date. <laughs> you, no, I don't you, want that. You, you, you will be perfectly safe. Right. Right. I know. And get over the fact that, uh, you know, people do do this online now versus meeting at a, you know, family barbecue or something. You can still meet at a family barbecue. It's just there's a lot fewer family barbecues than online dating sites. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, so your question is reasonable. You're you're new. You're new with this. Right. Right. And that's that's okay. Right. If you were divorced four years ago, you got you got three kids, then well, you you haven't dated since your twenties or so. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, some stuff has changed. Yes, it has. All right. But. You can't know if a guy is, a, is legit on the first date. Okay. You can't. No. It would, it would be impossible. So then your question is, how could I know what's something that's impossible to know? Right. You don't. People reveal themselves over time. So you do your best screening. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm trying to think of p- parallel examples as a parent. Mm-hmm. How do you know that the, the babysitter you hire off of Sitter City mm-hmm. is not a serial killer? Right. You don't. You, you look at her resume, you call a couple of references, you introduce her to your kids, and you take your chances that she's not going to abduct them. Right, right. That's, that's kind of the best you can do. And then what you had said 
with relaxing. So once you're there, you've gotten over that initial hurdle, you are actually sitting across from this person. I think that's where you just have to relax. And, and well, that was my question. You know, how, how do you do, do that? You just stop assessing them for... I, I, this, is a big, this is a big part of uh, my Love View program. And, and I, again, I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to do you know, an hour of content on a 10-minute call here. But you have to normalize the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you make it a big deal, it becomes a big deal. If your agenda is, what's this guy's deal? Where is this relationship going? I'm going to ask him some pointed questions that are going to reveal what he's really thinking. You're going into the date as an interrogator, right? Right. And it doesn't make for a great date for him. No. Right. So. It, how do you just relax is, is, a, is a tricky question if someone is insecure, embarrassed, afraid, uptight. Again, there's no judgment for whatever those feelings are. At a certain point, it becomes how do you do anything that you've never done before? <laughs> and that's, what posted, right. that's what's posted on my refrigerator. So <laughs> I think it's just what is, what is that? Just if you, you can't have something about if you, you've never done something. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Yeah, there's there's going to be some some point where you step outside your comfort zone, um, and you realize it's not even at its worst. <laughs> it's rarely that bad, right? True. Most most men who are dating online are looking for relationships. Really are, right? And one poll said seventy five percent, but again, you could you could throw polls out the window. Mm-hmm. Most guys are there are looking for a relationship. They're willing to get laid if they don't have a relationship. <laughs> But they're not there for shits and giggles. They're not there to waste their money or their time. You know, like they're normal people who also came out of bad marriages and are starting all over. Right, right. So let's give these guys the benefit of the doubt instead of thinking the worst. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 flip the glass half empty into a glass half full. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Go out with openness and curiosity and joy. Mm-hmm. You have a good personality. I could I, I get that over the phone from you. Thank you. So why wouldn't you bring this Brit, the one who's talking to the strange dating coach on the internet, <laughs> exactly. why wouldn't you bring her on every date right. instead of the protective, fearful, uh, you know, concerned, divorcee mama bear? Right. I definitely feel the glass, glass half full right now, so I, I could take that out there. I like that. I like that. And again, I think, I think it'll feel better to you once you get some of this under your belt, once you know, once dating becomes, <laughs> in, 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 a, in, in the best way, mundane. Right. Oh, I, I could get a new date with a, a new guy four days a week if I want, <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to go on four dates a week. I want to go out with one guy that I've been talking to for a week who I'm kind of excited about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm going to show up and that phone call wouldn't isn't an accurate representation. He was really different in person than he was on the phone. Or sometimes we have great chemistry on the phone and show up and there's no physical chemistry. That's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But the alternatives are always worse. The alternatives always involve giving up, being paranoid. <laughs> um, there, choose t- take you know ch- choose the fork in the road that, that you desire. Right. So I, I, I um. So much easier for me to sit here and tell you, oh, just, just oh, it. just do it, Brit. I know, just go out there. But, but I, I, I kind of feel like it's the, it's the mom and dad move, telling your kid, okay, just go, right. you can do it. 
<laughs> it's reverse. It's reversing on me. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time. It happens all the time when you're in self-help. You, you see the same things that you teach your kids applied back to you. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to do this. Yeah, I, I, I hope you do too. And before, before we go, I want to ask you, and you're not the best person to ask because you're not that experienced in dating, but what do you think would make a man a good first date? Um, I, well, I told you I like the phone call beforehand so that it breaks the ice before you have to sit there and awkwardly break the ice. And I guess it's the same things that you are telling women. You know, don't have it be uh, an interview. Don't just have it be as natural as it can be and have a conversation. You know, I don't, tell stories about something as opposed to, so what do you do for a job? Do you like it? I mean, I don't know. Just more natural questions. You know, something like feeling like mm -hmm. you're back in high school. You know, where mm -hmm. you're just you just. You're not thinking about it so much. You're just kind of there enjoying the time. Listen to me. I can coach you, but I can't. <laughs> I, I might not be able to do it no, myself, but, but that's what I would. No, but but you're you're na you're nailing it. That's most most dating advice is 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 universal, gender neutral, and really common sense. Just harder for us to apply to ourselves. So the 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 terminology I use is that you put aside your agenda. If a guy's trying to get get some action on the first date he's going to turn women mm -hmm. off. If a woman's trying to figure out if a man is her husband and the future father of their children, <laughs> she's going to turn men off. So whatever you're thinking you're going to try to do on the first date, put it aside. Right, right. And, and again, I use the plain metaphor, but you could use anything. It's just a conversation with the stranger you're standing in line with at the bank. It, there's, there's nothing going on. Right. Right. There's no commitment. So once we remove, oh, are you right for me questions, where is this going? What's going to happen after the date? And you're just present. It's just a person. And you're talking about what's topical. You're talking about what you did that day. You're talking about the news. You're talking, mm -hmm. right? Now it's just, it's the same as any conversation you have with a girlfriend. It, it, it doesn't have to be loaded. And I think it doesn't need to be um, as if this is your last date like you you can either go out with this person again or you might go out with another person so it's not the end all don't yeah going out with going out with the guy once is not does not mean you're signing on for a second date a third date you're not you're not you don't have to kiss him you don't have to sleep with him you don't have to marry him so anytime everybody worries about going out with the wrong guy i'm like okay you went out with the wrong guy there'll probably be 30 more wrong guys <laughs> until you meet the right guy so get get used to it oh, no. <laughs> Really? No, I mean, I'd be lying if I told you otherwise. True. Get used to the wrong guy, and then suddenly, oh, it's just another wrong guy. Next. Mm -hmm. That's another That's another podcast, right, on how to exit? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there, there's nothing to exit. Email him, email him the next day. Hey, Frank, thanks for taking me out. You seem like a really great guy. I didn't feel the connection necessary to move this relationship forward, but I'm sure you're going to make some woman very happy one day. Best of luck in your search. Ooh, there you go. Done. Done. I like that. You don't have to. You don't have to play games or ignore his calls or lie to him. Oh yeah, no, let me check my calendar. <laughs> right, it's not nice to him either. Just yeah, you, you you could only treat people the way you want to be treated, and that's with respect, honesty, directness. Okay. Lots, right, lots of notes. I've taken lots of notes. I appreciate it. 
Well, the good thing is this is this has been recorded, so you could listen to this on your iPhone over and over again. Perfect. Perfect. And I will do that. You share it with all your friends. I will. I will. I really right. appreciate it. Well, thank it. you for your time. You're, you're, you're delightful. Um, please keep 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 reading, okay. okay? Thanks so much, Evan. All right. My pleasure. Thank you. And I want to thank uh, everybody who's listened to me today uh, on today's Love You podcast. I really enjoy this. Uh, I, I thank you for being here. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Next week, I'm interviewing author Jonah Lehrer about his latest work, A Book About Love. That is an interview that I'm looking forward to and that you're not going to want to miss. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, follow me on Facebook and Twitter, and best of all, I give away the most free dating and relationship advice on www.evanmarkkatz.com, where you can take my quiz about your number one relationship challenge right there on the homepage, and I will help you get the love you deserve. I'll see you again next week on the Love You Podcast.